Today we are talking with Jimmy Holcomb about an incredible hunt he had at the Bankhead National Forest this year. Some might say it was a miracle, others just luck, but whatever it was, he got blessed. Jimmy is also a Marine veteran, and we are very grateful for his service. Thank you, Jimmy. This is the Alabama Sportsman's Podcast. Jimmy, now we, you sent me a picture of a big buck that you killed on the Bankhead National Forest, and you said it was a great story, a very interesting story. So, won't you tell us and everybody else listening about you know about this buck? I'll do. It. Appreciate you guys for having me. Uh, Our pleasure. This is be really the first time I've, I've been able to tell somebody other than family and some friends uh, about about this this hunt that uh, really meant a lot to me. But um, you know, this all started. Uh, I'll give you a little brief brief uh, view of what how this became. Okay. I had some uh, a buddy over in uh, Mississippi that his father ran Listen to the Eagle. It was a radio show for outdoor hunting and fishing. Mm-hmm. And had it for, oh man, for probably 50 years. And uh, we had talked about uh, uh, doing a lot of public land hunting and, and how their public land hunting uh, corresponded with some of Alabama's. Right, and uh, a gentleman was on one of his shows talking about a quest to, about turkey hunting. He was going to kill a turkey in every state in the uh, U.S. Mm-hmm. That was a quest. And ever since that ep- episode we talked about, I said, "Look, we've got seven hundred fifty thousand acres plus of, of public hunting land in Alabama that people can hunt, you know, for little or nothing." Right. And I said, "Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna start hunting these management areas." And, and I, I'd like to, you know, may never do it, but I'm, I'm pushing that way and, and to kill a, a buck off of every management area in the state of Alabama. You get to see something different every time. It's unlike a hunting club where you're doing the same thing over year after year. Not against hunting clubs, but it's just I'm more of a venturous type person like that. So anyway, the story, I think I sent you two pictures. Yeah, you did. The first, the, one of the pictures is a silhouette of uh a you may have seen and people may have seen that it's a donnie vincent's a river's divide i love watching his stuff man that's that's one bad dude he is bad i've I've watched one i got a a a video of him you know uh trying to kill this buck named steve but anyways my my father was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer back um it was April 24th of last year. I hate to hear that. Mm. So, you know, this was way before hunting season had even come up. Right. And uh, my dad's not a real big, he doesn't, he's hunted a couple times, but he's just not into it. It's not his thing. But he loves to hear my hunting stories. He loves to get deer meat, that kind of thing. Right. And um, my girlfriend, Angela, her, this this all tie in in a minute, her uh, father's six-year anniversary from passing away was on this same Friday, which was before opening day of gun season this this past year. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I had my dad, she had her dad on her, her mind. I had my dad on, on my mind and, uh, we really wasn't put, we had not put together a plan to, to of that day. It was just like, Hey, as soon as hunting season, the day opens, we're going to pick one of the managing areas and go. 
Right. I called a buddy of mine that had done some scouting up at Bankhead, and uh, I asked him, I said, look, I, I know this one place that you've been going, uh, and, and we really haven't scouted. Are you going to hunt that spot? He said, well, I was thinking about it, but Jimmy, you go on up there. You and Angela go and, and, and hunt that spot opening day. I said, man, you sure? You know, I felt bad. He said, no. He said, I got so many spots up here. You just, you go hunt that spot. Well, that Friday before, I went and sat with my father at his house and helped him feed him and stuff like that. Pretty much took the day off. And uh, we were sitting there, and I said, I'm going to show my dad this video, the Donnie Vincent, the one about him hunting Steve. Right. And as soon as the silhouette came up, that's, I think, Donnie looking out of a blind or something. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and it kind of made a shape of a almost a Batman figure, the face of or the head of ba- of Batman, kind of. Right. If you look at it, I know people li- the listen won't be able to see that, but well, we're gonna post I, it on social media. Right. So my dad looks at that as soon as that comes up. My father says, "Y'all are gonna kill big deer tomorrow," oh, and that man. was it. Hell. That was the that was the end of his. He, he finished watching the the video, and he, you know. And so anyways, I'm fast forwarding a little bit. I'm going to try to go through this quick, but uh, I've got, I bought a 1988 Chevrolet pickup truck just for hunting. It had 100,000 miles on it. Heck yeah, sweet. Square and four-wheel drive and everything. I buy, it's, it, it's almost like brand new. Air works, you know, it's, cruise control still works. It's pretty amazing. Landon's got but, one. What's that? Landon has one. What's yours, 87? Mine's a 86. 86? K10. Love it. Can't beat them up. Can't beat them up. No, That's for sure. Great, great trucks. Oh yeah, but then you know, of course, your 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 mirrors on the sides they don't automatically defog. Right. We woke up that morning about two a.m. and uh, my left mirror was starting to melt about Coleman, believe it or not. Right. And I look into that mirror. I had not told Angela about the incident with my dad, and I looked in the mirror and. I'm looking at that same silhouette shape of my mirror melting from the in, from the middle of the mirror to the outside. And hmm. I said, look at this. I looked at her. I said, look at this mirror. And then she said, what? And I said, well, and then I pulled up the Donnie Vincent. And I, I said, look, is that not the same shape as what is in this? And she's like, oh, my God, that's crazy. I said, we're going to kill Bill, Big Buck today. Heck yeah. We always say that. You know, it's yeah. always, you're going to kill Big we get on up there. It's about three o'clock. We get to the spot. We start our hike in. It's about it's like one point three miles up, up on old logging road, and we get set. She sets off about um, maybe an eighth of a mile from me, mm-hmm. and I just pretty much told her. I said, "You just go over that way. I'm gonna go down here and put my climber up, picking a tree." Yeah, she's on the ground that day, and uh, we're sitting there. It gets about eight thirty. Didn't see a squirrel, didn't see a bird, nothing. Right. Beautiful, beautiful day though. And she hits me on the radio. We carry two ways, and she said, "I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking about my dad. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of depressed. I want to. I'm praying to God that we will just see a mad, majestic buck." She said, "I don't even care if we shoot one. I want to see it. I need a sign today." And uh, I said. You know, I'm up in a tree. I'm like, well, I hope we do, too. I'm, I'm kind of playing it off, you know. And she says, I got to get up and move. Well, every time you hear your partner, hunting partner getting up and move, you get kind of weary. So I'm like, 
I want you to go back up this old logging road and cut back across. And I'm telling her where I want her to go, where I think she needs to go. And she, the radio start breaking up. She says, I can't hear you. I can't tell what you're saying. I said, well, just go wherever. Sit down and let me know when you get set. Mm-hmm. She says, okay. So she, um, she uh, hits me up about 40 minutes later. She says, I'm set. I said, okay, we'll get up. We'll, we'll probably climb down about 11 o'clock. And uh, as soon as I set my radio down, um, I look down. I'm about 60 yards up on a, on a ridge looking down into a draw that comes off like a thumb. Mm-hmm. And uh, I see a, a deer coming. Now, we've been hunting this place five years. Right. And I hadn't ha- ever had a shot on a, on a buck. You know, I've seen some deer, but nothing that was a shooter. Now, are you rifle hunting? Rifle hunting. Okay. And um, I see it coming, and it's it's finishing a trot. You know, she jumped the deer. I, 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 I didn't know at the time, uh, but she j- did jump the deer on me, and, and it was finishing its trot and coming into its safe zone. I, fi- I think it felt safe, so it started to walk. So I go ahead and get my scope up, and I see the one opening that I can – get a shot on this deer because I went in blind that morning. We had not scouted nothing. I just, I picked a tree. So when you wake up, you're, you, it is what it is, what it is. You know, you got to deal with it. So that's right. I'm looking through the scope and I'm like, if that deer comes through that little opening right there I'm, and he stops, I'm going to get a, I'm going to be able to get a shot on him. He slowly walks and gets into that opening and I'm freaking out because I'm like, I can see in my scope the breakup of the trees that are making this same, almost the same silhouette, if you will, and you'd just have to picture it, right. of, of that, uh, looking out of that blind. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like really starting to shake at that point. I'm like, he's going to step right in that opening. Well, the deer got to that opening. And he stops, and he and he looks up straight up at me at about sixty yards in my direction. I don't know if he saw me. It was almost as if the deer was already dead. It was it was it was crazy. He looks at, right at me and stops and doesn't move. And I squeeze and he drops. Um, Got him. No, no no shaking, no leg kicking. It was I was like, you know, I, I just shot my first bankhead buck. I mean, I was. To a lot of people up there shooting a buck, buck and bank heads, it's a pretty big deal. Of course. And um, the buck drops, you know, boom, I'm sitting there. We hit, I hit her up on the radio. She said, did you shoot? I said, yeah, I, shot, I just shot a buck. Just shot, I can't tell how big he is. I couldn't tell anything about it. I knew he had, you know, decent antlers, and it was a, any size. that There was no restrictions. Right. So... You know, she's like, well, let's hunt 30 more minutes. I said, this deer's dead. <laughs> I'm coming down the tree. Yeah. If, typically, if I see them and they run, you know, run off anywhere, I'm, but, the, you know, I'm watching this deer for 10 minutes. He's dead, you know. And right. I said, I'm going down. So I, I get down. She starts making her way to me. I told her where I was. <clears throat> uh, we get down to the, to the deer, and I, I kind of videoed myself 
walking up to it. Nothing dramatic. Just, you know, I just wanted to record it. Right. And, uh, we get down to the deer and, uh, we, we talk, you know, I, I kind of lean up against a couple of trees. I'm like, you know, I'm just in awe. You know how, I mean, this is, this is the, is the biggest deer that I've ever killed. So right. it was, it was pretty, pretty remarkable to me, but we get down, we, we start talking and figuring out what, how we're going to get it out of there, you know? And, uh, I said, well, look, let's take a couple pictures first. And she gets in front. I, I picked the deer up right where it landed. You know, I, I just grabbed its head and picked it up and got behind it. And she got in front of me. And I said, get kind of level with the ground. She got level with the ground. She clicked the picture. And she starts crying. And I'm like, what, why are you Why are you crying? And she immediately hands the camera to me, my, my phone. Right. And I'm looking at the picture, which is the picture I think I sent you guys with the sun beams yep. coming yep. straight over yep. me and the deer. Yep. And I'm like, I, I kind of get emotional at that point. And I said, take another one quick. I said, get a couple more of those. That is cool looking. Right. I hand it right back to her within, you know, three, four, five seconds. She took another picture. I, I should have sent y'all that one. The the one right immediately after that, it's gone. Wow. That whole, and you know, we both sat there and and we were like, this is, this this was meant to be. Everything that led up to it, that deer was meant meant to to be killed that day. Uh, and I I feel you know a sign from. God, about her dad, maybe. Right. You know, there, there's there's several ways you can think about it, but to us, that's what it was. You know, we it didn't really end there. We we I went all the way to the truck. You know, uh, 1.3 miles it took me about I don't know 45 minutes, hour maybe, mm -hmm. and and came back. We field dressed it. It took us. It was four hours. By the time I shot it, we got it out right. back to the truck. Took it to the check-in station. And uh, talking to the biologist up there, and he's like, "Well, that's a stud, blah 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 blah." He's like, "Let me age it and, and measure it and that kind of stuff and weigh it." And he's like, "That deer's five, five and a half years old." All right, wow. And we're sitting there, and we really didn't realize it until we were driving back home with the deer and looking at the paperwork. They feel I'm like, "We've been hunt we started hunting up here five years ago." I said that deer was born. <laughs> the year that we discovered Bankhead. Right. I mean, I had never been to Bankhead right? till five years ago and had never had the opportunity to even shoot one. And all this stuff just, you know, came together. I, you know, it's just a, uh, you, unless you start opening your eyes about things, even in, na in nature, hunting, I don't care what it is, fishing, enjoying God's creation, He's he's out there, man. He's putting his hand on us. Uh, you got that right. Yep. You, you can sit out I there mean, in a tree stand and it's, just. It's, it's just crazy. And you can. Yeah. Yeah. It's nothing like watching the sun come up in the morning, watch the woods come alive. Yep. The woods man. come alive and sing his praise every morning. That's it. Hey, it's a wonderful experience. You know, I hear a lot of people, I, I hunt for this, 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 and that. And and you hunt for whatever you want to. But in, in for me, Myself, it's about what you just said, and mm -hmm. and it may sound silly, 
But when you wake up and you do get to see that sunrise or whatever, it puts a whole new perspective on your whole life. And, and we need more kids. I wish more of our young youth. I can't, you know, my older sons, I've got a, I've got two boys that work in Washington, work on the Capitol, mm-hmm. work in the U.S. Capitol. And uh, my young, they like hunting, but my youngest doesn't. He, he's got nothing to do with it. Right. And I see us really losing uh, our kids to to the outdoors. You're right. It doesn't, have, doesn't have to be deer hunting. It doesn't. Have to. And I'm I really fear that one day it's going to be a, a a thing that people are really really frowned down on. You know, you hunt, you're looked down on. Right. Instead, Trad- instead of looked looked up on. But traditions you know, the whole are just thing, a- the whole story was was awesome i live it every day i I don't take any credit for killing that deer i don't i don't i want everybody to see it i want them to see the the story behind it because i swear it means everything i told you guys was exactly how it happened and nothing fabricated it was right uh, it was amazing i've been hunting a long time and i've never had anything like that happen that's awesome you know that buck like what you're talking about that buck being that deer being born you know that year that y'all started up there. That I mean, that deer right there was born for you, man. Oh yeah, he was born yeah. to die for you. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people tell me, you know, that was, you know, they're they're like, man, that that if if it had been a half a second earlier, or you'd have moved the deer, or the deer would have died in, in two feet to the right or left, you would have never, you'd have never captured that one that beam. Two, if she wouldn't have went when she said she was going to go. Uh, and just walked, prayed. She was praying, Lord, tell me where to go. And right. he, she's not real good with direction, anyways. But uh, <laughs> she uh, she did find her pl- her way to exactly where I wanted her to go, which was in a pine thicket. And, right. Uh, it, it just all was crazy, man. I, that's why I wanted to tell you guys. I've, right. I've told a lot of people, and, and I still get goosebumps when I tell them. Man, that, that's, that's it's nothing gr- about me. It's all about glory to God and, and what he does for us right. every day and in, in, in ways that we can't, if we just open our eyes a little bit more, we, we, we would see more of him, I believe. Right. You're right. Um, uh, real quick, how's your dad doing now? Let me tell you what. My dad had a birthday yesterday. Okay. February 20, I mean, April 24th of last year. And this is no joke. We're sitting in the hospital at St. Vincent's and them telling me, my father, that it was time to call hospice. Mm, dang. That he might, that he may have six to eight weeks to live at that time. And it devastated us. I mean, it really put my hunting. I, I, I could have cared less about preparing for hunting that year. Right. It was all taking care of him. He had the Whipple surgery. He's so much. He's fixing to have a birthday. Well, he had a birthday yesterday. We're going to have a party for him tomorrow night. And uh, it's like the doctors are like, we don't know. I mean, pancreatic cancer is oh, I, I get it's, it. it's a death sentence it most is. of the time. It is. It really is. And he's 78. He was 78 yesterday. So, well, Tell him uh, we said happy birthday. Yep, happy we'll, birthday. We will, man. We will. All we right. Sure will. Well, what was your daddy's uh, reaction when you? Ca- I know you called him first, quick as you could. So, what was well, his initial reaction? The, you know, I called him up. He, he's all. He's always like, 
oh my gosh, that's a great deer. <laughs> but I didn't get to tell him the story until Christmas. We had a, was it Christmas or Thanksgiving? No, it was Thanksgiving. We, we all go over there on Thanksgiving and I sat down with everybody. And I mean, it, it even got me then to talk about it. And I said, Dad, when, and, you know, when this deer gets mounted, it's going to be in your house for a specific amount of time to be shown off first because right. it's it that's that's how it's going to work so i'm i'm sure well you said that you couldn't tell him until later on so uh well i mean i gave him the story and, and over the phone but not sitting down in front of him right. and my, my stepmother and and some of his of her kids and and really got to explain it to him basically like i did with you guys and then how much it meant to us and how much it uh, proved to us that, man, yeah, yeah, we did. We dedicated the hunt to them before we even went, Right, you know? right. All right, so that was opening day, right? Right. All right, did you get to go and hunt any other any other, other management areas this year? We hunted, uh, man, I have to sit here and think about it. We, we hunted every weekend, mm-hmm. I'll tell you. Um now, like I say, my, my boys are uh, in Washington, D.C. working up from pretty much uh, empty nester. And uh, Angela and I hunted every weekend, um, probably six or eight more management areas. I haven't taken another one off of a new management yet. Um, I had a couple of SOA hunts. She won an SOA hunt, mm-hmm. and I got invited with a... Uh, veterans group. I'm a, I'm a Marine veteran that uh, took me down to, um, oh goodness, his name's Jonathan Bankston. And uh, it was the uh, upper state down in, uh, ah, what county is that? Clark County. Clark County, okay. Clark County. It was a bow hunt. And uh, I actually shot one there, but didn't recover it. And that was on the last weekend of hunt. That was the ninth. But uh, I'm still on the quest this year. My dad's doing good. I'm going to start planning my trips to the management areas because I'm still on that quest, you know. Did you say just, Did you say you were a veteran? Yeah, you, I'm a Marine Corps veteran. Man, yeah. well, thank you for your service, bud. Right on. Hey, thank you, guys. Yeah. Well, thank you, guys. Man, uh, I really appreciate you. Enjoyed every minute in the Marine Corps. How many years were you in the service? What's that? How many years four, were you in? Four years. I, I was in. We uh, got shipped off to the Gulf War. Uh, my, my firstborn was two weeks old. Came back when he was 10 months old. And I did the rest of my time and got out. It was just, you know, I I could have stayed. If I would, I'd been retired now. But uh, probably wouldn't uh, be anywhere where I am now. So. Yeah. Like you said, it all works out for a reason. That's right. You make choices, and you make, and some of them are good, some of them are bad. You make the best of, of, of the good and bad ones. So, uh, all right. I, so, I appreciate you guys shoot. bringing me on and, and doing this. I really do. Hey, man, this right here don't compare to anything you done for us. But, um, well, so, all right. So you got. I look forward to hearing to y'all, all you you guys podcast. I, 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 it's a it's a good deal you guys got going on. Sure is. Well, I appreciate that, man, and and hope we get to have you on again. And uh, tell everybody where you're headed right now. All right, so we're heading up. They got a two week, I think it's two weeks or ten day uh, hog hunt, special opportunity hog hunt at the in Bankhead mm-hmm. on the management areas. Of course, you can hunt the forest 
year round, but they open this up with uh, the same weapons that you can use for deer hunting. So you've got your high caliber uh, weapons. Um, and we'll, like you say, I can't remember what you call it, stick, stick. Uh, oh, uh, spike count. Spike count. Yeah. So so we talked to the game warden up there, and he said, look, people hike into the middle of Sipsy in the middle of the night. As long as you're not hunting, and you wake up and down in the middle of it, and then you can start hunting, that's fine. So, Heck yeah, that uh, sounds a little fun. We're going to do the spike yeah, count up there blast. for a couple days, uh, not days, a couple, uh, two or three hours in the morning, and head back and do the birthday party with my dad, so. Well, that's awesome, man. Hey, what are yeah. the what are the rules on that for deer hunting? Could people go spike camp and deer hunt? Uh, you know, I'm sure they're trying to get rid of the hogs. You know, or they're trying to get rid of the hogs. So you I know, mean, they're they're uh, the thing about that is is when when they do have these uh, hunts for deer hunting, you have to go pick up a, a tag that morning. Oh, okay. right. Um uh, and. You know, sometimes you could pick it up before. It'd be an interesting, interesting thing to ask. You know, some of these uh, game wardens is, is, would that be legal? You right. know, well, you... I don't see why I don't see why it would be a problem because people are hiking. You know, there's people that are hiking in the middle of the Sipsy wilderness all during hunting season, right. and they know that there are hunters there. So it's a little bit different than a management area. Right. If you run into somebody up there, ask them, see what they say, and let us know. I will. I'm I mean, sure that, that, that's a, you know something I'm sure a lot of hunters would like to know. Oh yeah, uh, and I know, you know I wouldn't think they could do it on your regular managements, but this one's this one's a little bit different. Right. Sipsy Forest is in the middle of it. Right. We uh you 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 probably know this, but we done a episode with uh Nicholas Landers or Nick Landers, and uh, he killed a monster up there also. I think it what was it 180s. Yeah, huge and, book. And uh, he he sent a picture or had a picture the other day. He killed a well a while back. He killed a big old hog up there, and he likes to go in there hog hunting. So you may run into him, or I, well, I, I I doubt it because that place is so big, and you know. But you know, Nick's a real good guy, and he loves to hunt that place. We'll look for him. We uh, we're gonna see a couple people up there. It's been on Facebook, and uh, you know, through the years, and mm-hmm. I've never met them. But uh, we killed one actually this not this weekend last year, but weekend uh, after next weekend. In the middle of the hunt, we, we, we hiked in. It was about a four-and-a-half-hour ordeal. We started about 2 a.m. And, and went in, and uh, we were fixing to walk out. I, I could send you the picture on that one. He yeah. was about a 320-pound horn. Mm, mm, At mm. the last minute, we were fixing to turn around and GPS back out of there. And uh, Angela's sitting there drinking some water, and, I'm, and all of a sudden, this pig starts running straight towards us. And I said, Get down, don't move. I may have said some other select words, too. <laughs> and it, it got about 12 feet from me and turned sideways. It finally saw us because we, we worked the, the wind, so we walked, you know, we're walking into the wind the whole time we're looking for these pigs up and over hollers. I mean, when your knees buckle, you keep going, and they buckle some more. But uh, the, the hog turned sideways. I made a shot right in the armpit. He took off. I had a shot again. I, I carry a little... Bushmaster with open sights, uh, five, uh, two, two, three, and shot him in the rear. And then he took off and turned sideways. I shot him in the in the side again, and he finally dropped. And we packed out the back straps and, of course, took the head off for the for the trophy because he was a he was a big boy. He was old. He was probably he's five about five, little over five feet long from head from snout to tail. Wow. Dang. Yeah. 
I mean, we couldn't pack it. We cut, I think we cut the back straps and one uh, hind quarter off. Yeah, when you're that far uh, back in there, you can't pack that thing out. It was tough, but right. They're just the first one I've ever seen up there. You know, we may not see anything tomorrow. We may still uh, pack them. We do it for the. We we enjoy being outdoors. Oh yeah, know? that's the best that's, part about it, what, man. That's the best part of it. Hey, uh, are y'all taking any cameras with you? Any GoPros or anything to film it? No, but we got pretty good phones. Uh, right. So if we do come up on hogs, we'll try to get some good shots. All right. Yeah, do that, man. And, yeah. and, if, and if y'all kill something, please send it to us, and, you know, we'll have you back on to tell that story too. We'll do it, man. All we right. Sure did will. did uh, Back to the deer hunting real quick. Did uh, did right. you ever get to uh, kill another buck throughout the year or another deer? I, I filled two tags, that one, and I killed one at uh, Oak Moggy. Uh, we, I, I harvested a deer there. Uh, I can't remember the date on it. Uh, but we go to Oak Mulgee probably too much. Mm -hmm. I, I've always killed a deer at Oak Mulgee uh, every year, uh, at least at least one. Um, they've got a lot of hogs. My sons came from uh, the hogs have been more than I've ever seen down there. We've been going there about five years. Right. Uh, but... Uh, we've we've seen hogs. I think every trip we've been down, we've seen them. Haven't killed them. Uh, and so I know the population of hogs is, and we hunt a lot of different areas, uh, and they're getting overrun there. Right. There's no doubt, no doubt at all. Um, but I love Oak Mogi. You know, it's a it's a great place. They got they do a lot of controlled uh, burns and stuff like that that mm -hmm. uh, really keep the turkey and deer. My opinion, deer population up where right. it needs to be. So they put, the, they put the restrictions on them too. Right. Um, when um, hang on one second. When uh, when you hunted the mansion areas this past year, did uh, I? I don't guess I was listening, but or something was going on. Oh, that's when we had that pause for a second. Um, did you did you kill any more bucks on the management this year? I, I know you said you got one one other one. Was it? Well, no, that was the two places I killed bucks was uh, Bankhead and Oak Muggy. All right, and Oak Muggy. What would you get on Oak Muggy? Six point. The six pointer. All right, yeah, so are you, what, are you? big deal. I was talking about us stocking the cooler, you know, and right. we to to get us through the year. We've already and given a little bit to family, my dad and and her. Children, uh, we have to kill six, seven deer. Right. That's you know, it's good. just period, and and that's how many I like to harvest because at the end of the year, end of the season, it's gone. Right. And and it's it's pushing us to go out and get more more, more deer. Right. But um, so, are you planning yeah. on this year continuing the mansionary hunts? You know, like you're doing. Oh, yeah. to, I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping until either I take my last breath and they bury me. Or, uh, uh, or I kill a deer off of a buck off of every management area. That's my goal. Um, what I think I've, I think I'm on. I think I'm on them. I've got deer killed off six management areas so far. So in which five years? Which ones do you have left? I mean, which ones are you going for this coming year? Definitely Chocolaca, Hollis. Mm-hmm. Little River Canyon, I'm sure you've heard of that one. Yeah. That one's very difficult, I hear. Yeah. We hunted it one time, and it's, it's a hard, the population, the density of the deer are 
it's different up there. Right. So at least those three. Uh, I'm going to map them out, plan them out, try to do some scouting on some of them. I've heard uh, talk about baiting and all this stuff coming up. And I know people that go on the National Forest and management areas and put cameras out and, and put put bait out to see what deer they, that are in the area. Um, naturally, they're not hunting over it, but they do that before season. And um, I've never once put a camera out to look at a deer. I've never, there's not been a deer that I've ever killed that I've ever seen before. And most of the deer that I've killed, especially the one at Bankhead, probably never, has never seen a human. And I think that's another special bond I got of respect towards the animal. Um, nothing against cameras. I got some cameras on my property that I like to watch the deer, but um, it's just it's just a neat thing, you know. I think oh, yeah. it's pretty neat to oh, yeah. kill a deer that's never seen you and you've never seen it. <laughs> so it's like a present then, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's more like Christmas time, yeah. you know. He just shows up and you're like, wow, look at here. There it is. <laughs> right, exactly. Yep. Exactly. Well, Jimmy, man, we really appreciate you being on the show, and man, that was one heck of a story. And um, I'm 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 glad your dad's doing all right, and I'm sorry to hear about Angela's. And uh, you know, if y'all if y'all get up there this weekend and you know have some luck and kill something, please call us, let us know, or text us, or whatever. And, I will, buddy. I will. I don't know if I've gotten if y'all are, are friends on Facebook, but I'll definitely friend you and. and Accept my accept me if you will, and uh, we may already be. I'm not sure, but um, we, we'll we may in, be. We'll keep in touch. And man, if there's something you guys ever need, man, give me a holler. I'm all about sharing info. Okay, not, yeah, we'll do that. I'm not on that stingy side for sure. Yeah, yeah neither either. neither are we, man. Neither are we. It's just it's just deer hunting, and you know, I I love to deer hunt and, or any kind of hunt, and you know, people get bent out of shape over a you know deer and all it is is basically a glorified goat with antlers you know yeah that's right so well, uh, we might we might see some big deer up here this weekend with nothing on there that's right on there with no racks at all but uh, that's right now there'll be deer running everywhere now the season's out oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah they'll come yeah. prancing by but uh when you come over to chalk locker when you get ready send us a message like i said you know chalk locker's not far from my house so okay you know you get we over will. this way we definitely will. yeah you get over this we way will. and maybe we can put you in a honey hoe hey all about that. All about it. Angela and I, uh, we're pretty much a team when it comes to hunting. We we go and, and have fun with our friends, too. We camp it a lot and, and try to spend time with them. But uh, she she likes it more than I do. So Heck yeah, that's awesome. It, it's crazy. Uh, sometimes she has to get me out of the bed saying, hey, let's are we going? You know, it's 20 degrees. Let's go. <laughs> Heck yeah. Well, you got a good woman there, man. You really do. Right. She is. Well, good deal. Well, y'all be careful. Be safe on these roads and all. And I think tomorrow's going to be a pretty day. So, you know, I hope hope everything works out for you. We do. Hey, again, guys, appreciate you guys. God bless you. Hey, appreciate you and God bless you, Jim. All right. All right. Goodbye. I think we'll be hearing a lot from Jimmy in the future. Thanks, Maureen. Don't forget to follow us on social media and subscribe. For Jimmy Holcomb, Landon Holtman, I'm Dennis Sparks, and this is the Alabama Sports News Podcast.